Welcome back to Black Talk Podcast. It's Alana, Lauren, and Tiara. And um, today we're going to talk about interracial dating, but first we're going to jump into some questions. Uh oh, what does he pick? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, we have five, five questions. Cool. So. Ooh. <laughs> I hope she didn't say something crazy. It is. When was the last time so hard? When was the last time you laughed so hard you nearly pissed yourself? Pete. I feel like I do that like once a week because <laughs> I just like laugh at random stuff. Um, dang, I don't know. I do it like I literally do it once a week, like for <laughs> just the stupidest stuff. My sense of humor is a little dark, so. <laughs> I can't tell you what I laughed about this morning because I feel like it's a little dark. But mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> all right, dang, I don't know. That just means I need to laugh more because yeah, I, <laughs> I really don't know the last time I laughed that hard. Like the only uh-huh. memory I have is like way in elementary, and that's too that's a long time. So I really don't know. Yeah, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Elementary? That's the last time. <laughs> that's, I, I have a vivid memory of when I was laughing real hard. But uh-huh. outside of that, I really, I don't remember. Well, we have a goal of making you laugh every day. I'm going to make you laugh every day now. That is my oh, mission. <laughs> I think, I can't remember the last time I laughed like that. But I know the person I laughed like that with is probably my sister. Like, it could be the yeah. dumbest thing on this planet. And we yeah. are both cracking hell up and at it. Yeah, that's good. At least y'all know the person. Yeah, I will say most of the time I have laughed that hard has been with my sister, mm-hmm. my family. So yeah, and they know cool. my real laugh. Yeah, <laughs> right? like, our real laugh is hideous. Yeah. Both of our real laughs are hideous, but we only do it around each other. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the point. Okay, what do you always carry with you? Like just in a daily. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I, I mean, like, you mean like daily or just? Oh, like daily any, or something you always have like in your purse or backpack or in your hand. Definitely my car. phone, my car keys. Okay, let's let's do something that's not expected. <laughs> right, <laughs> not expected to be on you, or something that's just like something you always have to have within reach of you. Um, I carry my scoring knife around. No, I know that, but like, hey, you gotta be protective, right? I mean, it's also for protective measures, but um, I mean, I don't know. I feel weird if I don't have it. I keep it in my purse. So, (laughs) I guess my headphones. I mean, that's not different either. But I really don't. I mean, okay, it doesn't have to be weird, but we can't take phone or keys because everybody. I know, but I don't. I don't really carry anything. Like that, like a knife <laughs> on me. So I mean, it's just Scoring basic knife, stuff. It's not for. I really don't have any good answer to these questions. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's basic. Everybody, I feel like I carry water all the time. Like yeah. literally to and from any place I go, even if it's work from one meeting to the next, I have to have water. That's good. Though. But something that I carry on me at all times. I probably shouldn't get something to defend myself with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really Stay ready. In this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's something we should all do together and why? 
We should go on a trip. We've been talking about that for a minute. Because traveling alone, because I've traveled alone, and I've also traveled with people, and I like traveling with people better. I feel like you get something different out of both experiences. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. There is a benefit of traveling alone, too, but I've done it a lot this year. Mm-hmm. The first half of the year, all I did was travel by myself for basically just for work, but I was still flying different places. But um, at first, it's traveling alone is fun at first, but then you just get lonely, so you want <laughs> people there. I'll so, yeah, we should travel together. That was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was about LA, but um, I did want to go to Germany. Mm-hmm. I know that's a but I do too. There's like a building apparently named after my grandfather there, so that's one of the oh, main reasons cool. I want to go so I can see it. And it's a different side of the country, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, where do I want to go? I'm gonna go to Portland. I've been wanting to go. I've been to Portland. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the guys at work is just. Back, but I want to go to um, one of the Portland. I don't have any interest in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a good experience. Chicago. I feel like everybody should go at least once. Yeah, I feel like Chicago is the place else I want to go, and mm-hmm. I want to go back to Philly. Mm-hmm. I don't have any Philly. That's weird. <laughs> okay, what are your biggest hopes when it comes to finances? So, like, money. Um. I just don't want to worry about it. Like, I just want to walk into a store. Not, like, just ball out, but I want to see something and not think about if I have the money to buy it or not. Or, like, yeah. I don't know. I just want to be in a place where I'm stable, of course, but I can actually take care of other people outside of myself. Mm Because I've been thinking about that a lot lately, where with just even my friends kids like that would be dope to have so much money to where you could like literally set aside a whole college fund for somebody else's kids so that yeah. that that's kind of where i want to be essentially like financially i don't yeah. know how that's gonna happen but it's <laughs> yeah i definitely be at a point where i can feel like i like i'm in control of my finances and i just also want another stream of income yeah because mm-hmm. i Cannot imagine getting laid off and then having to search yeah, for jobs. It's so hard to mm-hmm. search for jobs. Um, but yeah, and I also want to be able to just like get up and go. Just like get up and go. That's why I want to make a treatment income so I could eventually yeah. like work less at my like mm-hmm. whatever job mm-hmm. it is and work for myself. Yeah. Because I would yes. want to be able to. I know it's stressful being an entrepreneur, but I rather like I don't know. I just feel like so many people depend on a job and yeah. they're just like, oh, I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. You could be doing the same thing probably for yourself if you were yeah. wanting to do something. That's true. Okay. So this question can go two ways. So the question is, who do I remind you of and why? This could be somebody you actually know. This could also be a celebrity. I feel like Lauren is gonna give a more personal answer. Really? Yeah. Go first, cause I'm still trying to think. I don't. I don't really like to compare people. That's why I have my heart. <laughs> I mean, you can be like, you can just we can do on personality. Just do personality. Let me think. Cause that's what's gonna 
Yeah. Somebody else have an answer because I re- I'm, come back to me because I'm really trying to think. I'm trying to think who I thought you looked like when I first met you <laughs> because I, I had a person. I'm like, Lauren looks just like this person. I can't remember for the life of me who it was. It's gonna come to me randomly now, but um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think Lalana is harder because most of my other friends or just other people I know are really the complete opposite of you <laughs> in a sense with certain things. So I really I don't know. That was a bad question, Rob. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I should have thought about something more. Who do it? Because <laughs> it is a tough question because like you have friends who don't know each other and like I don't she doesn't sound like me or she's not like me and yeah. like, you know what I'm saying. No. <laughs> I feel like if my cousin Ebony was toned down, she'd be <laughs> the one I, that drove yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a watered down version of her. <laughs> I'm cool with that. She's pretty. She knows. She, I know who she remind me of. Hari. Yeah. yeah. Hari 100%. I'm like, this is like Hari 2.0 right oh here gosh. because they have the same personality, the mm. same extroverted energy. Yeah. Just take control. Like, look, you're going to do X, Y. Yeah. Now that I know. But man, I guess both of y'all remind me of my other friends, but just. We all, I, I guess I'm, I have a particular type when it comes to certain personalities. So I, mm-hmm. all my friends kind of have a lot of things in common that they might not, not even know they have in common with. Yeah. So I think that's pretty dope. Yeah. But as far as that, I don't, I can't think of like a specific person. That was a bad question. No, that, that was a good <laughs> question. It's just. That reminds me. Race loyal. Yeah, I, I completely understand. 
Interesting. But it's hard, though, especially if you have a particular type or just family. You know, you want to stay within your race, and especially if that's important to you. But I do think in this day and age, you do kind of have to be a little bit more open-minded. Not saying to cut out black men, but just saying to at least think about the possibility that you might not end up with somebody of your own race. Yeah. As sad as that sounds, I mean... <laughs> It's kind of the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interracial dating is a topic that I accidentally researched. Not uh, accidentally <laughs> researched. <laughs> but because there was, um, I think this happened earlier this year. Um, Issa Rae is like one, is like one of my like top five favorite people. But like years ago she wrote something in a book oh, yeah. saying yeah. that um black women should just date um asian men because yeah, i remember there's like a it's ton of asian men and like she meant it kind of like i think it was like 50 50 like it was kind of a joke kind of like for real yeah but, like people got mad at her for saying that and i just didn't understand why because i'm just like Black men can date whatever race they want, but when you, we talk about black women dating outside their race, it's this, like, it's bad. <laughs> and that we shouldn't do it, but it's, like, it's that or be alone, so. <laughs> and I think the thing is that she was getting at is the fact that society has taught us that Asian men and black women are the least desirable. Yeah. And black men were like, well, y'all complain about us dating interracially, why can y'all date interracially? I'm like, because a lot of y'all don't do vetting properly when y'all choose y'all's partner who's outside of y'all's race. And then yeah. y'all don't. And y'all get with slick racist women. Mm-hmm. And it's just, not saying black women don't end up with slick racist men, but it's a higher proportion because y'all date and marry outside of your race so much more. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what she was getting at is that, you know, society teaches us that Asian men are unattractive, black women are loud and unattractive, so might as well be unattractive <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that was Issa's point. Yeah. And with Serena Williams. In her mm-hmm. Yeah. Black men clowned the hell out of her for mm-hmm. so long. And then she ended up, I think he's the um, co-founder of Reddit. Right. <laughs> like, like, she I mean, somebody broke. I mean, she yeah. didn't need the money, but now, look, they said. She's on pretty, they're not, He's she's richer than him, but like. Together. She, but together, yeah. they're not on unequal ground. Right. So, I just. I thought that was crazy too because I'm like y'all clowned her for so long this beautiful black successful woman and now she's with a white guy and y'all are just like oh (laughs) I think the people who clown you are the people who have self-hate the people who can't find it themselves so they feel better from attacking people to make themselves feel better right and that has to stop too because that's not going to make you feel any better mm-hmm. like i think we need to accept the fact that look more people are going outside their race and there's nothing you can essentially do about it now i understand if you were coming from the point of that oh she's just with him because you know she whatever she doesn't like herself or yeah. blah 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 but the fact that you can find somebody of a different race and still find that harmony and peace and you're happy with that person i think you need to just let it go yeah from that extent from that angle yeah i get you but i also think people were 
talking about Rihanna and how she's dating that guy from I think it's Saudi Arabia. He's like yeah. a billionaire. Yeah, he's like billionaire. Rihanna's left us. Y'all was talking about us dating interracially. I'm like Rihanna has dated black men her whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Much. Y'all forget she has never tried. <laughs> publicly shamed and bashed black women but too right. many black entertain- male entertainers have done the exact same thing yeah. have done that and it's shamed, shamed and like bashed them it's completely different when you don't mm-hmm. and I think they don't like I just feel like people refuse to see that mm-hmm. but there is a difference when like all you date looks different than you and they, it's clear that you have self hate in the way you talk about yourself and mm-hmm. the women who look like you it's just they don't I get. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so it's so dumb that I can't understand it. <laughs> I feel like you can't until you ask that person directly. You're not going to ever understand where they're really coming from, which is another important topic. Which is once again communication. Yeah. At least communicate why you feel this way. Just don't bash somebody. Say it like, yeah. okay, I'm coming from this angle or that angle, whatever. But at least let me know why you feel this type of way, rather than just bashing somebody but i also think a lot of people it's not to bash black men at all but i do see it a lot more black men and there are some black women who are like this like they'll be like well i did it so and so i'm like well you dated a bad person you chose a man and within your race is a horrible person who just chose the wrong person yeah i don't think people any wrongdoing or Mm -hmm. not thinking properly than to just be honest about what it is but I also think like when you talk about interracial dating and you sort of like look at why it's so hard for black women to date black men, it's just like so many men are in prison. And yeah. There are more black women mm-hmm. than there are black men. So and then you start putting on like your own factors of what you expect in a relationship or what you sort of want and it's not that like your pool narrows yeah. a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess y'all want to talk about y'all's own experiences with at least liking or being at, with someone in, of a different race and how you felt about that or no? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really don't have much experience with that because um, the guys I did date, I've always been attracted to black men. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, so the guys that I did date, they were okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not with them. I'm not with them now, so I mean. <laughs> but um, yeah, like right now I am in an interracial relationship because my girlfriend is half black and half white. So um, I mean, that's been that's been fine um i mean no i mean it hasn't because um her her family is low-key racist (laughs) and i don't know i guess that bothers me because i'll rather if you're gonna be racist just just, just be on her level yeah (laughs) just show me yeah show me your hand yeah (laughs) so um i guess i'm cordial with him but we don't really like I guess I wish that me and her family were closer because she's really close with my family mm-hmm. and um, 
I don't have that with her family. Right. So that is that is one like hard factor of an interracial relationship is that especially with black and white that you know white people can be low key racist. <laughs> is there a certain such thing as low key? Yeah. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. like just doing it under the rug, but yeah, no, there is. People think everybody that's Republican is racist. There's like quite a few liberals that are like slick racist. Yeah, like slick racist. Like, <laughs> and Hillary Clinton said black children were child predators. <laughs> yes, like it's not <laughs> funny, but right. it's yeah. I don't know. I guess that's to me, there's no. I'm not an in-between person. I, it's either all or nothing. Yeah, I mean, if you racist, mm-hmm. you just straight up racist. And to me, there's no low-key whether you're doing it direct or, you know, under the rug. To me, you just straight up, this is who you are. You need to accept that. A lot of people don't think they're racist. Yeah. And then they throw in that statement, oh, well, I have black friends. What? That don't mean nothing. That don't I mean that you're not racist. I hate that statement I do so too. much. <laughs> Stop it. Please. <laughs> just... Stop it. Stop saying that 2020. Like, yes. Well, my neighbor is black. So? How many times have you been over his house? How many times have you asked, are you doing good this year? Right. How's your children? No. No, you're not even taking the step to ask somebody of that, of black race, how they're doing. Because it's hard. If anybody was wanting to know. (laughs) (laughs) Look. So y'all know. (laughs) It's not an easy uh, existence. Yeah, so my thing is, if you low key, you just straight up racist to me. Yeah, if that offends you, maybe you need to check yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's important to talk about, like, in the black community. Remember how Matthew Knowles was talking about how his mom told him not to bring home a dark skin girl? That was like in, in the last year. He was talking mm-hmm. about before he met um, Tina and you know had Beyonce as a laundry. He was yeah. like. She told me not to bring a dark skin girl home, and he thought Tina was white when he first met her. Yeah, I think it's like such a big conversation to talk about how parents and family promote colorism and texturism and yeah. featureism mm-hmm. within the black community, and this is why we have so many non like black men dating so many non black women because like our families have instilled yeah racism in our heads or yeah. colorism and texturism and featureism within our heads. It's affected our boys. Like it's affected us both in different ways. Like they yeah. us both in different ways. Um, it's just sad. I don't know. I just feel like you don't. I don't understand how you can. I understand how you've got, we've gotten to this point, but I don't understand how we continue to perpetuate it. And we know it's there. I just yeah. don't understand how we continue to perpetuate it. I feel like we know it's there. We know it's wrong, but some people just so straight up don't care. Yeah. And they're just gonna, they've already, they're set and firm in their ways. Yeah. And they're not gonna change it. And they truly believe that they're in the right. As bad as that sounds. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point, you, you, you really can't change anybody's mindset. They, I mean, you can explain it to them all day long, you can show them, you can do X, Y, and Z, but until they really realize the wrong of themselves, mm. you kind of yeah. limit it. <laughs> essentially so yeah it's a generational problem that I'm glad now people are having conversations about it and now are realizing it so we can change it yeah I I completely 
understand that. Yeah, I just am glad like we're expanding the conversation beyond colorism to talking about like textures and, fe- and futurism because yeah, people are like, oh, well, she's dark skinned but she's pretty okay, but she has three C hair and she has a narrow <laughs> nose. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she has yeah. a European nose. Like yeah, of course you're gonna find her pretty. That's also that all adds together to what you find attractive. Yeah, because you've been ingrained to think that's attractive. Because I know like. That's a whole different conversation about black hair, but you know when people say good hair, you know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that at a young age my mom basically took that phrase out of our vocabulary. So, um we used to so when I had dreads, um me and all my sisters, my whole family basically had me, my mom, my dad, my sisters. And the lady we went to, she was um, she was a militant black woman. She had been to jail for protesting and everything. Like she was she was Where, about it. Where'd you go? Um, ISIS. Have you heard of her? Yes. I wanted mm-hmm. to get my locks up by ISIS. Mm-hmm. So we we used to go to her and um we stopped going to her because my mom didn't like she was um, really into like the earth and astrology. Oh, she wasn't Christian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. So, um, so that's why we stopped going to her. But um, she actually helped shape that being a black woman that I'm beautiful. So she had a hand in helping shape that because she was like, there is no such thing as good hair and, and bad hair. Like good hair is not white people's hair. Like that's not the standard of hair. <laughs> so I was, I was really grateful that I had people like that in my life at such a young age to where I didn't see my hair as ugly and I didn't see my skin color as ugly. But a lot of black girls don't have that experience. Like a lot. <laughs> so I was glad that I did have that experience. I think it's sort of like, I don't know. It's just, it seems like the older, like, I felt like we grew up in a time where it was start, we were starting to have that conversation, you know, like mm-hmm. India Reed and Erica Baidu and all them, Lauren Hill were like sort of pushing it. Yeah. But like what, I don't remember what year it was, but the first black Barbie doll, I remember I was at least seven or eight. Yeah. And so like I was almost done playing with Barbies and yeah. my mom never had one. And so it's just, I'm happy that we're moving towards um, proper representation, but I hate the fact that it took so long. Yeah, it and did I hate the fact that take it, a while. <laughs> yeah, it did take a while, and now we have Barbies that have Afro and kinky texture here. We have, yeah. you know, yeah. black-owned businesses that are making dolls. Like, I'm so yeah. happy that that's happening, but I just hate how like so many of us, especially as the weird thing to me though, I'm just gonna say this: it's acceptable to be a dark-skinned man, but it's not acceptable to be a dark-skinned woman. Yeah, yeah. There's like. <laughs> You, it's acceptable for Definitely. you to have a nappy head of hair. For the most part, there are some black men who won't allow their sons to have, you know, yeah. grow their hair out. But it's not acceptable for me to have the exact same hair texture. It's yeah. acceptable for you to have a wide nose and full lips. That's sexy, but it's ugly as hell on me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or somebody who, a woman who even has fuller lips and a fuller nose than I do. Like, right. I don't, there's such a, in their experience, they're allowed to be black. Yeah, exactly. It's just too much. That's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> too. I don't want to jump into womanhood, but it's just, 
there's so many expectations as a black woman that you have it's like a guideline like you have to follow if you don't do yeah. one of those things you're not doing it right and it's it's already tiring <laughs> it is and i think it's also I'm just, I'm just gonna pop. I'm just gonna say it. I feel like when it comes to black men, I'm just talking about men generally. Like when it comes to them dating interracially, they they have a laundry list of what they expect from a black woman, from like characteristics, what they want her to do in the home, what they want her to do at work, what they want her to look like, what they want her to wear. But like when it comes to non-black women, they will date whoever, like mm-hmm. absolutely whoever. Like, yeah. You wouldn't accept her being loud and ghetto if she were black, but you would do it if she was Asian. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of y'all be doing that. Oh, somebody is. Like, I, <laughs> I just don't, like, I don't yeah. understand it. It's so dumb yeah, that I don't it understand is. it. It's yeah. so glaringly hypocritical. I don't understand how they don't get this. Yeah. It's I, just like, you have this laundry list of attributes for black women, but, like, your list for non-black women, she's, she's just not black. Like, mm-hmm. that's really what it is. I guess the best way is to bring a guy on to actually see what, where they're coming from and their perspective on that. Not saying it's right, but I, I would at least like to hear from somebody that has that list or follows that kind of criteria and just want to see why their mindset as to why they think that way. Yeah, yeah. I would too. <laughs> I really would. I would. I'm a list. I'm not gonna cut you off. I mean, I, I I don't agree, but I at least want to see where you're coming from. Well, I don't know. Like, I've never been picky with who I liked, in a sense. I think I've liked definitely white, black, you know, Middle Eastern women. So I'm not really, I'm not really picky. If I like you, I like you. I think it's been that simple. My parents are really cool with interracial. They don't care. Like they straight up ask me, "Would you date someone outside of race?" I'm like, "Yeah," mm-hmm. and they didn't have any problem with it. So I'm grateful for that. On yeah, my I, end, my parents don't have a problem with that either. So I've always been scared of like other races, family though, mm-hmm. yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> Especially like with brown women, I don't. I know that's a whole nother crazy topic too, because their families have real the exact same skin tone. Yeah, and their family have even even though we're both minorities, they see themselves completely different. They see themselves as superior. Exactly. Superior yeah. And I just I've always had that concern mm-hmm. with with that, like how their family is going to take me and approach me, and how am I going to deal with that if they are disrespectful? Do I stay in this relationship? Do I leave? You know, and it just, I hate that it comes down to that, but it's like, at some point, I'm not going to sit here. I don't want to be with somebody and their family is just being disrespectful to me Mm -hmm. because you got to see them all the time. And then with kids, it's just going to be a hot mess. And sometimes it's best just to leave it alone rather than take all that. I also think it's the responsibility of the person whose family is racist to be just honest and just not even initiate a relationship with somebody they know their family's not going to like. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey. hey. <laughs> I like you, but for my own benefit and your own benefit, we can never be together. We just have to be friends. <laughs> because... but and that's you... sad, but... Huh? Like, do you feel like... I don't know. Do you feel like there aren't even any benefits of interracially dating? I Yes, I do. I feel you at least get to learn another culture. 
maybe, you know. Forever. Ex- <laughs> experience something that you wouldn't have experienced on your own or in, within your family, such as foods, just, you know, how they function, how, yeah. like, dancing, just things like that. I know that's really specific, but I think it's really cool just to get a different perspective as to how people view life and interact in their life and stuff. So I feel like that is a benefit. But uh, outside of that, I'm kind of... <laughs> thinking about um is there anything else beneficial you know but i don't know outside of learning just somebody else's culture mm. i think like the values sometimes certain cultures are very very family oriented which can be annoying yeah. sometimes because somebody's always at your house in or your business yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think there's good parts of that i was talking to Lawrence, like certain cultures like kids like the ne- nephews nieces cousins everything like they don't have to go outside the family to look for a job. Like when they start right. working at 15, right. they always have a job. They know they can go to a family member for a job. And like, I just feel like there's a level of, in other cultures, like in Eastern Europe and Africa and Asia, like family unit, like they're bad aspects of it, but they're very focused on their family unit. And that's part of it that I know I personally want in my relationship. And when I get married, I want a closeness to that family. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more emphasis on family in other cultures compared to like the American culture. For sure. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. I <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand what I typed on here. What did you <laughs> What did you type? Something double stain. Okay, never mind. I get it. <laughs> like there, I don't know. I feel like there's a double standard oh. in terms of interracial dating. Like, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. As, oh, just with, you know, men and women, mm-hmm. that perspective, oh, okay, we'll be talking about. I don't know if it's like a conquest perspective for men. I, I just think it comes down to, I, I was talking to Alana about this too. I think it's a self esteem issue with some men, not all black men, but I, I've heard a lot of black men just straight up say, I don't want my children to have my skin color so I want them to be lighter or I don't want them to have this type of hair so I want them to have that good kind of mixed hair yeah. stuff like that I just feel bad for the guy because I'm like you are not you're not passing down a good example for your children yeah you know if they ask you why did you marry my mom of course you're gonna say you love them but you're not gonna be real honest with them. you're not gonna tell them because I don't love myself and I feel like a lot of men need to get help for that for themselves and to acknowledge the fact that you know you're not there's nothing wrong with you mm-hmm. but I know it's hard for somebody to see that when they don't see it in themselves and then there's just men who don't have a problem with this, their skin color but they're just straight up stupid and want <laughs> to uh judge every black woman the same and just say oh we're too noisy and we're too this and that, so I want to date somebody that's technically easier, which is not true either. Yeah. It, so I, those two perspectives from men is what pisses me off the most because you're not dating outside of your race for the right reasons. You're dating it to either technically go the quote unquote easier route or just to try to make it easier for your kids, but you're not because it's still hard to grow up being biracial. Yeah. There's a lot of tricky situations within that context too so you're not really doing anything easy yeah Shelby talks to me all the time about how it is growing up biracial and how it's 
almost a little harder than growing up black because she there's not like we were in Walmart the other day and she was like I'm just gonna go get some shampoo so she spends like 10 minutes I'm like what is she doing and so I'm like hey what are you doing and she's like they don't have the shampoo I need and she, she was like I'm just ready to go like she was genuinely upset but it's like even with something as small as like their mixed hair she only uses can use one brand and if they don't have it then she's frustrated so like even like little stuff like that but like when it comes to bigger things so her dad died when she was like five so she's grown up with her white side of her family and Sometimes I'm glad Shelby wasn't, um, I mean, she has a brother, but he's autistic, but sometimes I'm glad Shelby wasn't a boy because white women don't understand how to raise their biracial black children alone. They, they just don't. They will never understand the things that their son will go through, that they will never be put in the situation of that. Right. So even with bigger stuff like that like her mom not fully understanding her um so what was the question (laughs) it wasn't a a little question or anything um we were just talking about just men's perspective and i jumped into biracial kids and you (laughs) that that's what it was so um I feel like if you're going to have biracial children, you need to understand what life you're preparing for that child to live. Because they're not fully black and they're they're not going to be fully black. They're not going to be fully white. They're going to be a mix of these two things. And um, I mean, it's just something. It's even it's even something Shelby had to teach me to understand that being biracial is being different than being black. Because in my eyes, Shelby Shelby is black. But that's not how, you know, some people see her as just white. Some people see her black features and understand she's mixed and will treat her differently because of that. So, um, yeah, it's just a whole... Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like you feel like you have experience. to pick and choose. Like you can't be yeah. both. Yeah, that too. And I hate that too. But you were definitely head on with just, and not even just with kids, but just you, with dating outside of your race, you have to understand that that person is not going to understand how to be black and how to exactly how to um, handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see a lot of white parents having to have that talk with her son about if you get pulled over don't yeah. do this just do follow the rules and, and what the cops are saying stuff like you don't see a lot of white parents having that talk they with their kids they don't have to have that conversation exactly they don't and you know i think i that's i've understood that if i did date outside of my race i would be okay with understanding that that person's not going to understand how it is being black but I would at least want them to try to learn and understand to an extent. I know you're not going to fully understand, but right, I at least would right. want you to put in the effort to, to understand. Exactly. And I'm okay with that. As long as I see you're making an effort and trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
also think it's important that we get something about black men because like women have this mentality. Yeah, true. Like, one of the girls from Wrestling Divas, you know that show on E. All those ridiculous shows. Yeah, on yeah. <laughs> um, Trinity. Her, she's black. Her husband's Samoan. I believe he's the Rock's cousin on his mother's side. Yeah. And she, you know, Samoans are very traditional. Like they're very traditionally married Samoan. Like I'm not mad at people who want to marry within their race or ethnic. I'm not right. mad at that. But they're very traditional, and it took a long time for her parents, his parents, to accept it. Mm-hmm. And she was quoted saying like a year or two ago, "I want biracial babies so they'll be pretty." Like she herself yeah. has hangups on the fact that she is a darker skinned black woman, mm-hmm. and she has not healed like the child or teenager in herself. So you know, if your child comes like he's Samoan, they have they typically are darker, yeah, or darker complexion, not super dark, but like a darker complexion. Um, so you probably still gonna have a brown little baby, yeah, walking around. <laughs> like you gonna have a little brown little baby who's probably gonna have granted probably looser curl pattern, but their hair could be kinkier. You have a chance of whenever you make a biracial child of having kids that are very light skinned, maybe white passing kids who are yeah. the stereotypical quote unquote biracial and kids who are more black looking. Yeah. Like you don't know what you're going to get. Genetics right. pops up on you out of nowhere. And it's just like, I feel like a lot of these people have not healed the hurt that they've endured from other people and they're going to project them onto their children. Right. And have their children If they're not looking the way yeah. that they have in their mind for their children to look. And if they're going to boost their perfectly biracial kids to look a certain way and boost their egos and heads, or are they mm-hmm. going to, you know, make their kids feel like crap? Yeah. So you're more black looking. They look more like them than they wanted them to. Right. There's <laughs> a lot more negative than positive today <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I was trying to find an angle to make it more positive, but I mean, there are interracial relationships that have lasted a long yeah, time. There is. So, I mean, it's not a horrible experience. I don't want people to think that we're saying not to date outside of your race. It's just yeah. you have to be careful of your intention behind it. Right. The, the I feel like the intention matters and um, there's another podcast I listened to called The Grapevine and oh, they talked about interracial oh, are you talking about on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. They talked they talked about interracial dating. Mm-hmm. And there were some points that like made me really upset <laughs> because some of the stuff the men were saying were just ridiculous. I think but, one of the guy I think I remember one of the guys was like, Yeah, my girlfriend's biracial, she's Latin, blah 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 and they're like, Okay, what type of Latino is she? He's like Puerto Rican. They're like, What is the other half? And he could She's Asian. It took her him a full minute to figure out what type of Asian she was. Yeah. And so she was, because one girl brought the fact, she's like, y'all fetishize the hell out of a Latina woman. Yeah. And he just proved her point <laughs> by only knowing her Latin side and not her Asian side. If you're going to get with somebody by Rosa, make sure you're open to all of them, not just part of them. Yeah. And that's what people in general, I hate when people just are so set on just wanting this part of the person mm-hmm. and not accepting everything about that person. Yeah. But um, I think the the conversation was, can you be pro-black and still and like be in an interracial yes. relationship? And I, like they were they were throwing people out there that I didn't even know that was married to white women. It was Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. um, the guy from Music Care. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, 
Is it Key? No, it's Jordan Key. Yeah, him. He, I didn't, I had no idea. I was like, what? He was biracial himself. Yeah, and so I was just really surprised about that. But I was like, um, and as I was listening to it, I was like, can you be pro-black and racial person? But then I thought about it. I'm like, you, you can't because. These people have made a big impact in the black community, mm-hmm. and like for the longest, I had no idea they were married to white women. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you can. It's so just... yeah, I I think you can. Um, but you know, people really dig into it, and it's like, well, what about your, you know, the children that they had? They're not fully black, and. I feel yeah. like people think they're so woke to the fact that you need to go back to sleep because <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> you you taking it too far. Yeah. There's a I feel like there's a certain limit and boundary, and you just pushing it so out there to the fact that you just making everybody seem ignorant to yeah. an extent. Like I, it's like your kids aren't fully black, so now you're not pro black. You just <laughs> cast it out. And <laughs> I'm pro black, and I still like people of other race, so yeah. I. I definitely disagree with people who think that it's impossible to still yeah. be pro-black. But I think it is in, in intention. Mm-hmm. Intention um, matters about why you chose this person. And if you chose it out of self-hate, then yeah, that's a problem. That's not right. But if you chose that person because you truly do love them and care for them and y'all have you know things in common, then who am I to say to not date white or Latino or you know just outside your race but most of the time the intention is self-hate and that's why it's become a problem in mainly our community of why we date other races (laughs) we all just need to go to (laughs) therapy yeah I think we do it's just just we've just been through a lot as a race and it hasn't even been that long what 50 years ago that's to 100 that's not that long my and it it like it shocked me but so my grandpa is like 80 years old and mm-hmm. he um he tells stories like they're no big deal like there was um when he was 17 he was drafted to play professional baseball but his uh, dad didn't sign the contract or whatever because you can't be in a legally binding contract until you're 18. Mm-hmm. So he just never went. And I'm like, Grandpa, that's so cool. Like, well, that could have changed our whole <laughs> right. life. But he, um, I don't know how we got on this topic, but he was like, yeah, when I was a kid, there were white-only and black-only signs. And I was like, because to me, that's stuff we just learned in yeah. history class. And it just didn't seem like something close to me. And so my grandpa was like, I drank from a black only water fountain. Mm-hmm. I had to go to black only places and schools. And that just really, I don't know, like it, it, it really shocked me because I'm like, this is so, like this mm-hmm. just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like born in, my mom was born in 16. She killed me if she was listening to this. But like, she remembers going to like, a couple of situations, she remembers going to like, a Chinese restaurant one time after my grandmother took her to the movies. Mm-hmm. And they had to go to the back of the restaurant to order. And she remembers that. 
she remembers like you know the movie green book that came out last year she remembers yeah. seeing a green book like mm-hmm. they stopped publishing them in 64 my mom was four mm-hmm. like she remembers when mlk and jfk were shot like she remembers like everyone's yeah. reactions to it like it was not that long ago when yeah. he began to talk to me my grandfather just turned 98 like he grew mm-hmm. up with one in 21 can't imagine what he saw and yeah. his siblings saw can't imagine what like any of my grandparents because they were born between the 20s and 40s can't imagine what they saw and experienced and like it's just history makes things sound so long ago and that and that's so bad because like how Mm -hmm. we teach it and that allows people to to, like desensitize it and they can allow it to happen again exactly yeah yeah history is taught to us like it happened forever but it 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 didn't 200 (laughs) years isn't that long ago it didn't happen But, um, yeah, I think we have covered a lot. We yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to digest. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I take away from this is, like, you just got to vet the right person. Yeah. Same, ra- same race or not. Like, you got to right. be on the same page. Yeah. A lot. I know it's easy to say, but I kind of look at people um, through... I kind of look at everybody the same. Now, I can't say the same for white people. White people make me nervous. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if um, I went to Michigan for work and a lot of... If you're not in Detroit, every other part of Michigan is basically nothing but white people. Made me a little nervous. So <laughs> Yeah, you did something. But, like, I generally try to look at everybody, like, the the same for for the most part. And um, you know that's that's so easy to say, but it's it's something that I feel like will never happen. But <laughs> yeah, it's a good goal to have to not kind of just like prejudge people all the time. We all do it and yeah. unintentionally. We and we all have thoughts in the back of our head, like unconscious thoughts that subconscious thoughts that kind of just. They're there, you know, you don't want it to be, but it sometimes since you see a person, you automatically think of a stereotype or something. Right. So it it's kind of hard to change, but I think it's something we all have to work on, mm-hmm. even within the black community too, but out for other races. Because I hate when we complain about something but do the exact same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think I made a whole Insta- Instagram post. You did. I remember that. Oh, you. <laughs> so yeah, it. It's a two-way street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember one time my dad and I we were out to eat dinner for like his birthday or Father's Day with like family and where my sister and I were talking about how we never felt comfortable crossing the street with a group of men, like mm-hmm. like a cro- walking on the sidewalk with a group of men or walk crossing the street and there's a huge group of men congregated anywhere. Yeah. And he you know asked us he's like okay what type of men are you talking about? He said. I'm talking about black men, black men in suits, black men sagging, or you're like, I don't care what race he is. Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not walking never, past a yeah. large group of men. Yeah, I just like daytime, nighttime, afternoon. I don't feel comfortable with that. I will yeah. literally cross, go up, and come back around, mm-hmm. and to make sure I avoid you because I, it's not. I don't want to say men are like inherently evil and aggressive, but like as a woman, you've been taught to protect yourself in yeah. any way possible. Because yeah. I don't know what y'all been doing before this. Are you on drugs? Are you drunk? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You yeah. just don't know what your intentions are. There's been too many stories of just women being abduct- 
though. I can't talk today. You know what I'm saying? Kidnapped. We're gonna say that. <laughs> or just you know harassed or abused and stuff. So you just it's kind of like you have to. As bad as it seems, you have to almost act as if people are like that just to kind of prevent it. Yeah. As bad as that sounds. Oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like we have touched on literally everything. It's like almost, what, an hour now? Yeah, <laughs> literally. So, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, how to end it or just? <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll say it after I end it or we end it. I'll end okay. It. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so that was all I think we... Oh, we're gonna talk about this week. Um, so yeah. I'm Lauren. Uh, please follow us on what is it? On Instagram at black underscore talk pod. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, please comment and share. That'll be dope. And anybody else have anything else to say? Nope. All right. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>